I'm Helen Rabello. Welcome to the Turning Point Project. I believe that when you face a big transitional moment in life, you have to learn how to transcend your fears and honour the process, even if it gets messy in the middle. In this project, inspiring conscious creatives and entrepreneurs share their stories about how they used a turning point to move from a life that didn't fully fit to living in a more intentional way despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and take a step forwards through your messy bits towards your more magical life. In today's conversation, I'm talking to Cameron Betty, who is a wonderful soul I met at the Hay House Writers' Workshop a few years back, and we have both since then written our own books. Cameron's book is called Your Mind is Your Home, and I'm pretty sure by the time you finish listening to this conversation, you'll want to go and check that out because he really knows his stuff when it comes to mental health and managing what's going on in your head and that's really what we talk about in today's conversation and we talk about the book that you will probably have heard of that changed his life and quite literally took him on a huge turning point from one stage of his life into the next it sparked off a fascination for all of the work he's doing now for personal development and it's quite an incredible journey that he shares so I can't wait to hear what you think sit back and enjoy I am really honoured and delighted to have a gorgeous man with me who I first met um, at the Hay House Writers Workshop a few years back, Um, Cameron Beddy. What I remember most about you at the time is that your eyes literally shone like beacons in the room and I could feel the power in your whole being literally just by looking at you And and I'm not just saying that. Well, thank you, Helen. That's such a warm welcome. I feel very <laughs> honoured to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. I'm really excited to talk yeah, about turning points. Um, so, so what made you say yes to this project? Well, I just love having in-depth conversations mm. on topics that help others get insights into how they can kind of enrich their lives topics that lead people to think more or to think in newer ways, different ways that perhaps is a bit more outside the box. Um, So yeah, so it's just a great time to sit and chat with you and reflect on my experiences, my kind of knowledge personally and professionally to offer some more insights to the people listening today. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Um, so these conversations really have taken on a life of their own. And, um, one of the things that has surprised everybody contributing has actually been reflecting on the things that shaped their lives, you know, because we don't always remember to do that and celebrate those moments. So, um, 
So is there a specific moment that came to you or, or is it just more of a general interest in this concept of these moments that kind of shape us? Um, I think when I think back for me, there was a specific moment around probably 2011, 2012, where I'd heard about a specific book with kind of people that I was working with in the kind of health industry. And I didn't know anything about it. And if I'm honest, I kind of poo-pooed it and was just like, oh, it sounds like nonsense. Like I just wasn't in that frame of mind at all. Um, and so this was Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Yeah. yeah. And people would literally, in the studio that I was working in, would literally, like, gravitate towards this book daily, open it up, have a flick. And I was just like, oh, God, like, what is this about? And then I don't know what happened, but I found myself with a copy. <laughs> and that was, for me, was just a huge turning point because it was a self-realization that I had been um, for a number of years in a very negative place Mm. with how I was thinking and I didn't know that that's what I was doing I didn't realize um, until literally I opened this book and what Louise is saying is that you know you can change your destiny change your thinking and actually most simply you have a choice and I think for a long time I just kind of felt that life was this way life was yes like laid out like this for me um and actually got used to that there's um I talk a lot with people about there's comfort in pain mm-hmm. I, I understand so, what you mean by that this was my comfort zone I was completely yeah. negative didn't have a problem with it. I was comfortably kind of critical of others, critical of myself. And so all of a sudden this book, which talks about self-love, which talks about the way that you think, which, you know, pretty much like the law of attraction is creating your destiny. And most powerfully what stays with me and has done in all the work that I do is that literally thought leads to feeling. And, you know, that is so simple. Like whatever you think, you feel. And I remember, I can still see it now, sitting in an armchair at home, reading this book, and I devoured it because I hadn't, I just could not remember um, for so long reading something that was just so positive. And, you know, it was direct, it was straight to the point, and it was was literally a turning point of realising that, I had a choice. I had limitless choices with the way that I was thinking, which was then in changing those thoughts, I was changing how I saw life. Mm. I was changing how I saw the world around me, how I saw people, how I saw myself, how I saw my identity, my body, like so much because I literally come to realise from Louise telling me that what I was thinking I was always going to feel what I was thinking was always going to is what I was going to see in life. And so I experimented with it. I started to change what was happening inside my head um, and how I was thinking about life and just generally being more positive. And it was like, 
I just couldn't get enough of it. It was so refreshing. It was so uplifting. And it was literally, it was magical. It was like seeing um, the world through new eyes. Wow. You know, like just noticing the small things that just, the, just so much wonder, so much amazement from that shift in thinking. Mm-hmm. So that for me was just, the, I, I guess, the start of opening up into this whole world of well-being, spirituality, personal development, um, which I really think is self-nourishment, which is what we all all need to factor into into our daily life. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love the fact that you um that you resisted it. Yeah. Um and 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 you ended up just completely going the opposite way from resistance right through to oh my goodness this is the most incredible thing but with with the lady who is recognized by so many of us as being one of the huge huge voices in in personal development I can remember resisting that book as well because everybody liked it therefore by default I was moving away from it I actually remember being with two of my closest friends, um, literally one Sunday afternoon, going, oh, my God, everyone at work is reading this book. You know, it says this. I mean, as if and they were laughing their heads off. I was like, you know, it's just nonsense. And then it was literally a couple of weeks later, I'd read it and I was like, okay, this book, you, and they thought I was still joking. That I was like, no, 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 I'm 100% serious now. I was like, it worked. It's true, like what they were saying. Um, but it was so interesting, and I see this in so many other people, that they just stayed with the humour. They just couldn't shift over to the value that I said was there. Yeah. And it was so interesting that I was like, God, you know, we can be so influential with what we say to people, right? Positive yeah. or negative that forms an opinion in within that person of them what they think of something we can be so easily led mm, um, and I was like god I didn't even realize I was that powerful I was like no I'm now telling you guys this is really really good and they just wanted nothing of it yeah. and it was like constant eye rolling and everything but you know it, it was the right time for me yeah and yeah I always remember that looking back having been in that headspace to now changing very quickly into this new headspace which has continued to evolve yeah so where were you um, in your life at that point? Where What were you doing work-wise? Um, you know, kind of what did your life look like? Around, around that time? Yeah. Well, so I was a professional dancer. Okay. So at this time, I was kind of coming to the end of my performance career. I worked in TV, I worked with artists, I worked on television shows. Yeah. Um, and that had been my life since a teenager. Um, and it's a tough industry. It's it's quite interesting that a lot of the work that I've done on myself um, in the kind of recent years um, around mindset and kind of just changing and reframing thoughts and looking at where things have come from, um, I faced rejection every single week mm. because that was part of the industry. Mm. I was told no every single week. And um, it's something that you get used to, mm. right? But actually, having done the work to some degree on myself in the in more recent years, later years um, compared to then, it actually takes a toll on your body. 
it mm. actually takes a toll on your mind because you're constantly being judged. And so back then I was in a position where I was probably, oh, and I didn't know back then because I was really young then as well, I was seeking validation because I wanted to be seen as talented, employable, I wanted to do the work. Mm. And some jobs I got, some jobs I didn't. So pretty much getting up, going out to an audition or going to work, even on a job, you're constantly seeking this external validation, yeah. right? Um, to tell you that you're good or that you're employable or to feel good within yourself. And I, it, it was this kind of shift then where what Louise was saying was that I can give it to myself. I can look myself in the mirror and look myself in my eyes and say that I am worthy, that I am lovable and that I am good enough and all the rest that would come. And that's where I actually, my career change kind of um, started because I was, you're always in and out of work as a performer. Mm. And start, I did some extra training on the side and started teaching Pilates on the side. And I was working personally with people with injury and um, my practice literally grew overnight. Mm. Um, and it was such a smooth transition of having, you know, really lucky as well, private, personal, one-to-one clients, clients that really validated. It was just such a change because the work that I was doing, they validated me, they praised me. I was given value. Everything that I didn't have in that artistic industry because yeah. it's very much like a herd of sheep and you're moved around and there's hierarchies and things like that. And don't get me wrong, there was so much joy. There was a lot of fun and it was good. But after, you know, eight and a half long years, it kind of, I start, really started to take its toll. So suddenly working with a new dynamic of people, it was just a natural progression. Mm. Um, and again, because it was new, it was like a new chapter, a new door would open. I changed how my mindset was in terms of how I approached work and how I approached business because I was always self-employed. I was self-employed even as an artist. But I went to those jobs, I went to those auditions with a lot of fear, a lot of negative inner talk, a lot of um, low expectations, whereas all of a sudden this new chapter, I was full of like high expectations, self-worth. I knew that I was good enough and I integrated all of that from the way that I was thinking. And I think that's literally what attracted more and more people to come mm -hmm. into me. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, what astounds me about that is, you know, I, I know, I know now that that's, it's a powerful book and, and her teachings are incredibly powerful. Very much so. But as you say, you, it's not merely that you have to be in a space where you're ready to see it. Mm. You, it also takes quite a lot for somebody to really integrate that and assimilate that information. Um, you know, and what strikes me listening to you is just the level mm. of this kind of profound self-awareness. It was, so it's almost as though it's waiting to come out of you. Yeah, and it was so instant because what it was, it was the feeling. It was such a powerful, different, positive feeling that I felt within myself. Whereas before, and I didn't, I didn't see it before. I didn't notice it. I wasn't aware of it. It was just so low. It was just mm. negative. It was so heavy. So, you know, instead of just reading it going, oh, that, that's not going to work or that, that's too hot, that never happens. 
I just did it and that's what the shift was yeah feeling it and living it and you know the magic that I saw around me was like even in the smallest things and I was like how have I not noticed this wonder that's being around me on a daily basis yeah so you kind of you, you kind of cut becomes full yeah yeah um you, you think that it needs to be bigger things and grand things and achievement but actually it's like you just got to step outside and you can fill your cup up right Emotions yeah. lift yourself up so i think that's why it had such a profound effect on me and because it had such a direct and immediate impact i then like preached it and i was like to everyone and but I was met with so much resistance. Right? <laughs> yeah. Then I kind of had to take, it was exciting for me. It was really exciting. I was like, you know, this works. Um, you, you can feel good. You can take control. You can do this yourself. But there was so much resistance. So then I kind of had to take a step back um, and not kind of push it because then you could start to learn more about people and their own timing. And what was interesting um, for me was immediately after I read Heal Your Life, I read The Power Within, I think mm-hmm. The Power Within You, which is by Louise Hay. And for me, that book was so hard, right? Interesting. There's a lot of work to do in You Can Heal Your Life, but for me, it was easy, it was fast, I loved it. But The Power Within, I remember, I read it once, and I was like, I'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was tough. Yeah, and, you know, and you're an author yourself, and it's it, what like one of the questions I had on social media was, which I kind of then integrated into my book as a, as a response and an answer was someone had asked me, um, "Does the book Mindfulness work?" And I replied and said, "Mindfulness as a practice, from my experience, definitely works." Yeah, and whether the book works is completely up to the reader, right? Because the author is sharing their experience, their research, their methods, their insights. They're giving you tools. They're giving you resources. Mm. But with everything, it always comes down to the individual to take action. Yeah. Buy things, right? Yeah. And, like, I've just given two examples. Heal your life. I did it. The power within. I was like, I'm not ready. Yeah. It was deeper. It was harder. And so... It all, you know, it always comes down to us as individuals to take control. Like we can, we our fires can be lit by certain things. We can be inspired. We can, you know, take that first step. But actually, the responsibility always comes down to us. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's the 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 taking ownership and taking action also requires taking responsibility and that's the thing you know it's it is really hard for people to shift out of that you know it's kind of easier isn't it to abdicate and and blame your state or your life on all the crappy things that have been thrown at you it's so easy to do that but then you know it's really easy also to see so many examples of people who've just transcended mm-hmm the most horrific crappy things and and what what's the difference between them and somebody who lets it break them and and that's essentially what it comes back to um but it's really interesting that you had such a profound realization and such a profound shift um but then to take it really more deeply with the second book 
Mm. It's almost like a step too far. So let just let me integrate this other stuff first. Yeah. <laughs> but I can understand how that happens because once your yeah. appetite is um exactly is is awakened, it's it's yeah. I mean, I've devoured these kind of books mm. since two thousand and three. So I, I know that pathway. It's just, and I will never be sick of conversations no. like this and wanting to find out more. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So, so initially, um, I'm guessing your life until it sort of started to change in terms of the balance of your work, initially your life was pretty much the same, but you know, to anyone looking at it, but to you, everything was really feeling differently just because you'd started to think differently absolutely think differently feel differently and I think really for me see differently Mm. seeing myself seeing what I could do for myself Mm. and seeing how I could interact with people change how I was communicating how I was seeing experiences and actually you know what was what was life then trying to teach me where was life trying to guide me rather than actually why is this an obstacle why is this a wall yeah there was a lot of initial learning um and the path just continued to open yeah did you have mentors that were helping you with or was this all self-inquiry self-led it was all self-led and you know like you just said with your with your own kind of start with with these books i just kept reading yeah Um, and and, pra- and, me- and meditating for me, you know, I love guided work. Um, so actually, so I, di- I didn't have a personal mentor. I would have had, let's say, five, you know, minimum of five guided meditations on YouTube bookmarked, which nice. I would, would have done daily. And so again, they they were the mental and emotional shifts, getting to a place of stillness, getting to a point of being calm. Again, realizing that it all comes back to me that I can do this. Mm. Um, whereas the, the whole of my life, I thought my mind was how it was, mm. that it was, it was in its way, you know, it's its own self, it's its own way of thinking, its way of speaking. But then all of a sudden I'm able to calm that or mm. control that or change how it's thinking and actually quite quickly and easily mm. so you know it's it's that realization that actually I can take ownership yeah yeah so there was there was, there was practices more than um more than let's say mentors or or people in that initial state yeah. and I wonder whether part of you being able to access that um and also access meditation in that way whether your ability to do that was enhanced because you were someone who was using your body yeah you were a dancer you know so you were already quite embodied and quite in your body and I wonder whether that helped what do you think I mean potentially yes so it being a dancer helped really enhanced and helped me move into Pilates because I knew how the body really moved, mm. um, which was why I was really getting immediate results with people, you know, an improvement because 
you know, as a dancer, we used to spend hours, what we would call cleaning choreography and rehearsals, so everything was precise, everything looked the same. So you just, as a dancer, you look at someone's body, especially in an exercise, in a different way. You know how to communicate change, you know how to um, go into deeper stretches, you know how to get more aligned. So I was fully aware, and interestingly, a lot of the people that I was working with, they were almost separate, their mind from their body. Yes. They like lie on your side and they'd be lying on their back. Yeah, that's kind of why I asked because I've definitely seen that as well. And you realise and you like lift your leg and then their arm kind of flies in the air. You know, so it's... um, (laughs) I hear you. I had a line where I used to be a radiographer and then I became a body worker, right? So when I was a radiographer, you'd you'd say, can you lie on your back, please? Mm. And then they'd lie on their front and then I'd say can you try your other back, <laughs> you know, just to... Tr- so I will say, like, like, your other right leg, if it's, you know, and things like that, so I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah. I think what, what the shift was, I was in this, um, I think what helped me, as well as being aware of the body in my terms of my own practice, I was suddenly in um, an environment where it was caring, Mm. you know nurturing caring looking after people it's getting good feedback and good responses but it's like you know anyone listening can relate to going to a really tranquil yoga studio or meditation center so all of a sudden you know I'd gone from being on stage being in on sets with lights and people and lots of different energies you know like tough stuff lots of hierarchies huge egos to being in a really care, cared for environment, a peaceful kind of like haven. Mm. And so that probably had a lot to do with my shift being so quick as well, just kind of peace around me. And then yeah. I was experiencing peace within myself and, you know, understanding the importance of time and personal investment and then it just kind of continued from there yeah it's almost like your soul was crying out yeah. for mm. that. absolutely yeah and i can imagine you just want to go into a yin space and yeah. very much out of that yang space absolutely so what unfolded from you for you after after this point, once you'd started discovering how much you loved tranquility and... Right. This is what's interesting for me. And this is what I think it was really powerful because what unfolded after this point, which I don't share with a lot of people, because where I am now, let's say professionally, or where I'm kind of putting myself up publicly, let's say more methodical, mm. right? what unfolded for me was a huge spiritual shift and a huge spiritual awakening. And I, I loved it. I embraced it and I, it's still part of me. But so the, the practice of using my mind, silencing my mind, I became very clairvoyant yeah. um, very quickly And I'd always loved that kind of astrology and intuitive world. But I became clairvoyant and things were literally happening that week for things that I was seeing. Now, I wasn't even trying. I was just in meditation. I would get these kind of 
small clips playing inside my head mm. and they were happening and I remember a client of mine said because I laughed it off I said look, look it's um coincidence and she said it's not she said you're opening up yeah so then having just then started you know a year or so of meditation and reading self-help books but self-help books which were you know about mind body connection what you can do with your mind to then discover there's a whole world spiritually on intuition but a world of like workshops training you know and development I was mm-hmm. like oh my god like I would have I would have tried this years ago because I <laughs> love this stuff and so I then started to meet more spiritual people going to workshops going to classes um training it up and the development happened quickly you know to a point where it's clair- clairvoyant but also um mediumistic um wow. You know, very, but and and I don't even think. Luckily, it was it was just the first experience of that was I'd gone to a spiritualist church, thinking it was like a psychic development class, and and, and it was. But at that particular class, which was my first one, um, the guy said, "Oh, so we're going to focus on mediumship, and not just mediumship, but like platform mediumship." The twelve people getting up, and halfway through, he said. Um, do you want to come up? And I was like, well, I'll just come up and stand. And this was profound for me because I stood up there. I was in a relaxed state anyway from meditating and opening up our chakras. And I literally felt what felt like a hand on my shoulder. But the, the feeling, the most strongest feeling I'd ever felt of pure, unconditional love. that was coming and flowing through my body and I think it was so intense because it was my first connection with spirit it was just so intense and I just went like the feeling it was so comforting so obviously it's a higher plane and and he's just you've got anything on here I said yeah I said I can see a lady and I literally described that and it was somewhat you know I didn't know any of these people it was a friend of someone in the class that had come through um, and she communicated with me. But what was profound was this really, really powerful feeling of love. And on reflection, the whole kind of journey into like opening up intuitively um, and being a medium, if I take it back to that start with Louise Hay and reading that book and that personal development, I was like, we are so limitless in what we can do yeah with our minds definitely right because I had gone very quickly from turning my life around with how I was thinking changing how I was feeling getting to a place of peace which was a daily practice which then opens up my clairvoyant sense which I believe like everyone has this success I believe it as well rise up even higher in vibration to become um medium you know, so, and I was like, in a matter of time. And I was like, I truly believe everyone has the ability to change their minds, to improve their life, and to develop their sixth sense, hugely. And so, yeah, so, and that journey, that's where it took me. And then, then I ended up at the College of Psychic Studies for three years. I loved wow. it. And did, um, I did a lot of readings for people there. Um, we did the church in Notting Hill platform, public platform there. I still sit in a circle with five friends, I see once a month because we just practice. But I kind of come off that training in that kind of world. And now I'm more, I'm what I like to call methodical. Um, <laughs> yes. 
still around the mind and body, but like, let's say around being a mental health practitioner now. Yeah. 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 And I understand that because I think, um, you know, we all have certain people we'll resonate with and we have to meet them where they, where they are. And, you know, I think for me, I can really relate to that because I've come from a sort of a more Western medicine training originally and then down an Eastern medicine training route. And, um, and I've, and I've also had a, you know, my own huge shift spiritual awakening that actually I only really came out with when I did my, my book at the end of October. (laughs) So I don't, I haven't really talked about it much. Um, so thank you for sharing this. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I don't, don't necessarily talk about it so much because I, I really want to meet people where they're at. And, you know, if they then, if they then open up to these, these higher levels of awareness and they start to shift things, it's, it's from their own volition. It's because they've started to expand their, their system and expand their mind. And, you know, it's, it's not for me to take ownership of that from them. So I, I, I kind of love how you've, been there you you know about the heightened awareness absolutely yeah but you've managed to bring it back and you know integrate it into what you're doing in a really real way yeah and still have that connection and time for it and it always amazes me you know the busier I get the more if I stop myself and return back to that place like it's always still always so welcoming it's Mm. always so rewarding to do that and it's just about practice yeah yeah definitely so so where are you right now in terms of what's going on for you and what you've what you've been up to how have you taken this forward and you know I think I think back you know it's I think it's the freedom of being in that position of being self-employed because I've I've done so much over the years personally for my development and pretty much all of the training that I then went into again was personal development because a lot of the books I read at the time were around NLP and I was just fascinated with again from that Louise Hay point then coming on to Richard Bandler of what we could do with our minds and how we can change the structure and how memories are formed and you know change how we feel about things like fears and phobias so I then went on and trained in NLP as a practitioner, master practitioner, but more so for personal investment. Mm-hmm. But because I had a clientele, a physical clientele where I was working with their bodies, they wanted to know what it was about. They wanted to try some. So again, I had I, I, my experience and practice developed quickly because I already had the people there. Yeah. Um, I then went and trained in hypnosis, which I love and then integral eye movement therapy, which I think is just so powerful. Um, And so then I had to niche down because these systems, they're so broad. You can do anything from weight management, you can do life coaching, goal setting, you can do trauma. So I'm kind of in the domain now and really heavily experienced in helping people around anxiety. Yeah. Lots of work with anxiety, depression, trauma, um, but rapid change rapid release um working with people in their mental health and you know a common pattern which there which then led me to write my book which came out in november last year a common pattern of seeing people struggle with the same things 
And it goes back to where I was being unaware of what we can do with our mind. Yeah. Right. Being unaware. So it's about raising the awareness of what we can actually do. And I made it really modern, um, my style and approach, you know, bringing in so much digital technology, like people will give so much time to their phone, so much time to social media, so much time to setting up a profile, so much time to setting up a phone, but no time to their mind. Yeah, I know, yeah. So it's like, you will spend hours throughout the day scrolling on your phone through just so much information that you can literally spend five minutes a day minimum, even less, just working with training your mind. That's where my message is now. So it's not only about, even with the coaching work that I do, it's not just about giving the people the releases because there's a lot of things that overpower people and trigger their anxiety and you can take that away but pretty and again and you've really reminded me of this day in this conversation it's it's looking back to where I was I had to retrain my mind with the way that it was thinking so it's great being able to relieve people very quickly with these modalities nowadays where you don't have to sit there and talk about them for so long. You can go in and do fast interventions, but it's clear that you, the work then is then installing a new program of thinking or Absolutely. on a daily basis that they have to take ownership of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that. I love how you expressed it. And, um, you know, I feel collectively that's where we're where we're all at. Those of us on the other side of the bridge, as I you know, live in the more magical place, as I call it. You know, where we do have this on this side for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's our role, isn't it, to yeah. to make that as accessible as we can, but help people really integrate it, really integrate the practices. And I'm with you. I'm so with you. I really believe in the power of simple steps, and and we have to. Again, it's meeting people where they're at simple simple solutions um but what i see about you is you you do have an amazing capacity to connect with people and um the way from what i've seen of your stuff it's usually on instagram because that's where i like to hang out um you i don't know you you just have a way of really explaining things in a in a way that anybody could could get and you're so grounded Oh, thank you. And um, mm. real with it. So, yeah, so it's great. So what's the name of your book? book I mean, I know, but to anyone listening. Yes. <laughs> book is called Your Mind is Your Home. Which I love, by the way. And how's it going down? Are people loving it? It's going well. Um, yeah, people are loving it. I'm getting really good feedback. Um, it's It's interesting because you know, we're in such a time now where mental health is such a hot topic. Yes. That, you know, people have said to me that I've made them feel that it's okay to be how they are. And I think because a lot of people think that what's going on in their head is only them. Yeah. And it's a problem. Yeah. But it's not. It's all of us. Yeah. We all have self-talk, right? We all have different tones different voices that speak. We all binge watch inside our heads, the worst case things happening, our fears and worries on that screen inside our head. 
but you know for a lot of people and that's what's that that was the objective to raise awareness and so many people like you know for so long I thought there was something wrong with me Mm. Um, and that's not the case it's just showing them that this is what you do so let's change that narrative let's change that scene mm-hmm. and projection and giving them the remote control yeah I love that and I think um, like you say it's it's a really good time to be getting that message out mm. um, I love the fact that you're you're a, a guy doing that as well mm. I guess I, I, there's such a need for men mm. to um, to really be met and seen and and heard mm. in terms of what's going on in their heads. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love I love that you're doing that. Mm, thank you. It's perfect for you. So how does it how does it feel to have reached this place in your life right now and to have um, to get ga- to have gathered all this you know, all these insights, all this training, all of, all of these aspects of you, I gather them all together to this point and share them. So good. It feels really, really good because, you know, even with friends and people around me, like I, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. I'm doing what I love doing. And I'm really lucky. I feel, um, because I was in the position where I could make those changes and, you know, it's an investment of time as well to go and study. Yes. It's hard when we're adults because, you know, we think we have to have a, every all planned out and, you know, it's just going to progress and go from there. So, you know, it, I feel like I'm in a really good place. I feel like I'm living from a place of purpose. Nice. Um, which feels really nice. Um, you know, facilitating change. But for me, all of this, and it, and it has been ever since I picked up that book and started doing the work and it will always be. And this is what I'm really coming back to and have been this year. It's always about working on myself, you know, cause if I do the work for me, um, I believe in the work more. I understand it more, but it's not just about helping others. I've got to help myself mm. through my journey. Um, yeah. And the more I do, you know, the, the more magical it is. Beautiful. I love that. I think that feels like a really good place to, to pause. Um, how about you? Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to share? No, I think it's been such, it's been an honour just to, you know, and I actually really want to thank you, um, not just for having me, for the conversation, but you've allowed me to just like feel so uplifted in myself because I've reminded myself of the journey and what I feel inside myself is so much gratitude towards you that I, it just feels so magical. Um, and I want to remember that and I want to anchor that in, which I'm doing now because it has been such a magical journey and long may that continue to last. Definitely. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Kind of finish on my message to anyone listening, you know, having been there would be, do not underestimate the power of your mind and the power that you have within yourself. All of the resources that you do have that you may not currently be utilizing to be able to make rapid quick changes in your life 
that then elevate you to where you need to be, or where you want to get to, yeah. if it's possible. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Cameron, I am pretty sure anyone listening to this, and I know some of my former clients will be listening to this from when I used to work one-to-one, um, they, will, they are going to want to find you and find out more about how they can access some of these insights, some of the wisdom you share, they're probably going to want to come and find you on Instagram too. <laughs> so where's the best place for them to start? Where can they find you? So yeah, I'm regularly on Instagram putting out posts as Coach Cameron Betty. You'll see the spelling in the kind of the link that was sent out for my name. Um, my website, CameronBetty.com. Yeah. And also if anyone wants to get my book, you can get it on Amazon. Beautiful oh thank you so so much I'm really I'm really grateful to you too you've shared um you know in a relatively short time you've shared some incredibly wise and valuable insights and I know that people will really really appreciate that and and benefit from it so thank you thank Thank you for saying yes thanks so much Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Turning Point Project. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.